Welcome to Finding Success on Your Own Terms, the show that dives into everything that society tells us not to do. It's time to forget all of your ideas of success and break free from restrictive social norms, starting with today's show. Join Elizabeth Houghton as she explores practical ways to find success on your own terms. Elizabeth is no stranger to being trapped by social norms, but she found his sudden full potential to motivate and mentor others to make a positive change in their life. Each episode, Elizabeth will sit down with trailblazing guests who created their own path to success. It's time to be inspired. You'll now be joined by your host, Elizabeth Houghton. Enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here with me. Today, we have communication specialist Cindy, who was one of the very many people last year who unexpectedly found herself looking for work in the midst of a pandemic. Whilst Cindy was looking for her next move, she created this incredible podcast called Joining the Job Queue. Cindy got to meet some incredible people and share their very personal journeys and tips with her audience through their journey to looking for their next role. And through this process, Cindy went on her own discovery journey and she reached a fork in the road that took her on a very unexpected direction. Cindy, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here with me today talking on this podcast, Finding Success on Your Own Terms. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's, I'm really pleased that you, that you invited me on the show. Uh, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. I'd love to kind of We've had a bit of a chat offline, as you know, and many listeners know this is what we do before we get online. And we, through that conversation, we came up with this concept of serious Cindy to creative Cindy. Can you take me through that? Like how, how did those two personas come about and what was that journey of discovery? Yeah, it's quite it's quite a, a strange thing that happened to me. So, um, when I talk about serious Cindy, I feel like I've always been that person who, you know, I did. The, I, I'm a sensible girl. Um, I did the, you know, I, I, you know, you go out and you get a job and you save your money and you buy a house and you do all those really really sensible things and. Um, and here I was being very sensible and I'd been in the in the public sector for quite some time and everyone would say, oh, what a great job, you're so lucky. Um, but I just felt like something was missing. And it wasn't until I lost my job in, uh, in the COVID sort of downturn that I, this other side of me, this uh, creative Cindy, as I like to call her, sort of suddenly... Uh, emerged and I like to say that she she um, locked sensible Cindy in hotel quarantine and and not only did she lock her in there she jammed a chair up against the wall to make sure she couldn't get out and control any of the decisions and she ran amok and and so I found for the first time you know since I was probably in my teens this 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 sensible persona had gotten very very quiet 
And the creative uh, persona was just running wild with all sorts of fanciful ideas like maybe I could set up my own business. I mean, where did that come from? I've been a wage and salary earner for most of my life. So, um, yeah, so so rather than being a terrifying moment when I when I lost my job, and look, I won't sugarcoat it, I, I had probably a week there where I was like, oh, my God, you know, how am I, I've got children, how am I going to pay the bills? But... It almost, I almost felt like that reaction was a reaction that was automatic that I felt like I should have because even while my mouth was saying those words, my gut and the rest of my body was just going, oh, thank God, you know, we've been giving you hints for a long time, uh, sensible Cindy, and you, you, you couldn't take the advice. So creative Cindy had to jump in and, um, and take over. So it's... So, yeah, so I don't know if other people out there can relate to this because normally losing your job is a terrifying thing and, and is seen in society as, you know, you may be a little bit less than because, you know, you got picked to be dropped and not somebody else. But for me it was just a completely and, and has turned out to be a completely freeing and amazing experience. Mm, that sounds incredible that you have kind of went through that first week of oh my gosh what's gonna happen now and all of those standard I guess social connotations that go along with you know as your podcast is aptly named joining the job queue but then having this sheer relief now you said during that that there was a creative side to you in your teens and then the more kind of serious side came out of you as you started to you know enter into your early 20s and do all of those sensible things like buying a house, getting married and have children. What's your journey there? Why why do you think the creative side of you kind of took a backseat as you progressed out of your teens into your 20s? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think it's a lot of it's a societal thing. Um, I think that there's an expectation that you will, you know, grow up um, and what does growing up and contributing to society looks like. Um, you know, I know when I was at school and, you know, we had the careers teacher and the careers teachers would always say things like, oh, you should get a job in the bank. That's a nice, good, solid job. And, you know, whether whether you could add up or not or like numbers or, or people or anything like that wasn't really a consideration. Um, and I definitely think, you know, I'm, I'm a Gen X. I think it's a very Gen X thing to do. And then I've been doing a lot of re reading and listening and, you know, people like your, your listeners would probably be very familiar with someone like Simon Sinek who talks about, you know, finding your why. And a lot of these types of exercises um, that people like Simon get you to do to try and work out your why is they get you to ask your friends, you know, why are you friends with me? What is it that you see in me um, that perhaps I'm not showing at work? And, and going back to, um, I found this awesome little exercise. I wish I could uh, knew the name of the woman because I, I'd like to name her. I found her on LinkedIn and she had a little booklet that you could download, you know, discover your why or find out your purpose, that type of thing. And she had this little exercise and, you know, you had to spend like 20 minutes writing down what were you like when you were 10 years old. And if I think back to when I was 10, I was the all singing, all dancing, give me the microphone. You know, I would always put my hand up at school assemblies, um, you know, went on to be the school captain. I used to walk around with my, my head in a book. I used to write little creative, imaginative stories in my head. 
fast forward to last year and I'm an and I'm an you know and I'm a director um, in, in quite a serious role in the public sector there's no singing there's no dancing <laughs> the only person that gets a microphone is the secretary um, and yeah when I juxtapose those two ideas I think yeah I can kind of see how I've gotten very far away from who I am and I've always struggled with um, going to work and this this sense which I really do think is changing particularly accelerated by COVID in that you you we're we're individuals and we've got all our awesome different skills and yet we go to work and we zip ourselves up into this tight little little suit of armor and we hide everything about ourselves that is unique and I didn't you know it's almost like you can't be a real person at work you can't laugh you can't cry you can't have the normal emotions you can't be silly and I like to do all of those things and I like to have fun and um you know, I did actually have a really, a really great job share partner in my last job, and she was about as as crazy as I was. And we, you know, we used to, uh, I think we 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 put some a crazy outfit on and sang a, a Mariah Carey Christmas carol to our you know team for Christmas. Not that I'd be recommending that to too many people, but she she, I felt like I had permission around her to to sort of be myself. But at the end of the day, that I did feel a little bit straightjacketed in that role. Mm. And you have you've had a really varied kind of I guess corporate career, let's call it, in terms of government roles, journalist, and then on the other side to that, you've had your family life of having children, balancing family, having your corporate roles, and you had kind of were you happy? Did you did you ever kind of have that moment of am I happy? because you kind of ticked all the boxes. You got the job, you got the house, you got married, you had the children, you went up the career ladder. Yeah, no, I, I must say that there definitely was a, a sense of when is that going to arrive? And, of course, there are moments, terrific moments in your life and, you know, that that uh, debate that you have within yourself and within your family, um, when you do have children, you know, is that the time in your life when you're looking for that, you know, uh, cracking, uh, challenging job or is that the time when really you just need to be parked in a role where you know how to do your job really well because your focus um, is going to be on your kids and, and, and every parent deals with that and makes different choices. Um, but yeah, I, I think what's happened to me more recently is unfortunately, I mean, I'm in my early fifties, but I've lost a few friends and acquaintances to, uh, cancers and different things. And I don't know whether it's that plus COVID has made me think a lot more, hang on a minute, I've got one life. So I've never really been overly materialistic anyway. Um, I think everyone deserves to have a roof over their head. But once you've got the roof over your head, I'm not really someone who needs a lot of clothes or a fancy car or or any of that sort of stuff. And I, I had this moment 
not so long ago when I had, because I'd, I'd taken up ocean swimming as a, as a sort of a mental well-being and form of connection during COVID. And there I was, I was, I'd, I'd gone for an early morning swim with the group at, at, at Bondi Beach and I'd come out of the surf after, you know, an hour of swimming and it was a gorgeous morning and we were going off just to have a coffee. And I remember sort of standing there and just looking at, looking around me and thinking, I just don't know if I could be one ounce happier than I am right now. I don't have a job, you know, the bank account's dwindling, um, you know, the, the swimsuit's a bit threadbare, probably need to get a new one. But I thought, wow, I'm just, but I'm just so happy. So I guess in that moment I realised, yeah, come on, Cindy, it's, it's time to chuck that, that old narrative Mm. and start creating a new one that's going to work better for you and and for your family yes and you started doing that like you you said you had this one week of absolute terror about not having a job not knowing where that paycheck was going to come from and then you picked up a microphone jumped on the phone to people and started your podcast joining the job queue where did that inspiration come from Oh, look, that was so much fun. Um, look, I my uh, journalism background was in print and online, but I'd always been fascinated with radio. I think when I was uh, little, I, I remember that I would find um, radio plays on the dial. I don't know, it must have been Radio National or something, and, I, and I'd listen to these radio plays and um, they just... Yeah, something about the immediacy of radio. And and at one point in my journalism career, I actually went for a job at the ra- local radio station. I didn't get it and my my boss at the newspaper found out and so he was like, oh, no, she's going to leave. And then he, he sort of promoted me into another position so I never actually went and got back to radio. But um, I've been banging on about, you know, doing a podcast and I had some ideas for ages. And then when I um, was no longer working in paid work, you know, a couple of my friends said, oh, well, you can stop talking about that now and you can actually go and do it. So I didn't have anywhere left to hide on that one, Elizabeth. So um, so I bought some equipment at the end of, you know, last day of the financial year, rang up and quick, ordered everything. And um while I was thinking through what I what I wanted to go and talk to people about, I thought, well, you know what, I'm I'm going to go and get information and advice about what I should do next anyway. Hey, why don't I just record it and then make it available to other people? Because if I'm interested in it, you know, that there, there, there might be other people out there who want to know stuff as well. And so, and I also, you know, sensible Cindy is saying, oh, you know, when you go for your next job, you can tell your future employer that you've been upskilling and learning new skills but um really it was just a it was a labor of love it was so much fun to do um to have the time uh, to do uh, something creative as you 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 would probably know yourself and your listeners the higher you go up in the management tree the less creative you are you know you're not really on the tools so much so i really loved having the time to drill down into you know, how all the bits went together and different editing. And and if you listen to it, you'll see that the editing definitely, there's definitely an improvement from, you know, from episode one to episode 10. And then um, also by talking to people, that was my way of going to work every day and staying connected. Um, 
and then and then adding on to that, you know, I'd, I'd go up the road in the morning to my um, local cafe because that was kind of my outing of the day and to support the local businesses up there. And people would wander up and say, what are you up to? And I'd say, oh, well, I'm doing this thing. And they go, oh, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. So I really felt um, I didn't feel isolated. I think that was a way for me not to feel isolated and to feel very connected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's kind of how it happened really. And through that journey, was there something you discovered about yourself, rediscovered about yourself? Here you are, you've, you've gone to coffee shops you're having all of these people in your community support you, connect you with other people. You're getting to listen to other people's journeys who find themselves in a similar-ish situation to you or have been in a similar situation. But you're doing something completely new. You've gone, hey, I'm going to do a podcast, first time in my life, and I'm going to meet all these people. Did you discover something about yourself during that process? Yeah, um, I had a boss, Liana, awesome, awesome woman. And I was talking to her about it early. And she gave me some advice, uh, which has proved to be very, very uh, useful. And that was, you know, Cindy, you're looking for progress over perfection. So the narrative in my head was, you know, I'm a communications professional, this product has to be perfect. Otherwise, you know, it's going to really impact on my credibility, yada, yada, yada. And she just said, well, no, you're actually, you're starting something new, you're growing and you're learning, you're iterating as you go, just remember progress over perfection. And um, I even reached out to Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb, who some of your listeners might know, have a podcast called Chat 10 Looks 3. Mm. And um, I sent them each a, a, you know, a message on Twitter and I said, you know, what when you started your podcast way back, have, you know, is there any advice, like what, what should I record on, et cetera, et cetera. And Annabelle was generous enough to come back and say, you know what, I think that the first one we recorded was in a car. We almost asphyxiated. We were laughing so much. If we listen to it now, we realise it's absolutely terrible, um, but so what? And I thought, you know, if if two stars like Annabelle Crabb and Lee Sales can uh, go with progress over perfection, um why can't I so that was um that was a big thing uh that was a big thing to learn the other thing is uh I was lucky enough where my one of my other bosses um knew that uh that our that the budgets were tight and we were some of us were going to be put off so she gave she got me a coach um and my coach uh, Jane Council has been really really terrific in helping me through this journey of what is it that I want to do next through um, a tool called the Gallup Strengths Tool, which you, you may know about. There are all sorts of different online tools, as you know, that that look at, you know, strengths and weaknesses and what you're good at. And for me, circling back to what you said about being up at the cafe and talking to people, two of my top strengths are communication and connection. And I've always thought about communication in terms of the written word, but through the podcast, I've realised that actually... I really enjoy talking to people as well and that form of communication and and that really lights me up. So now in, in the things that I'm looking to do, I'm thinking, well, okay, you know, I can facilitate, I can interview people. It suddenly opened up a whole 
other area um, for me to explore that definitely fits in with my strengths. And also on, on the connection side, I guess working in the same organisation, which I had for six years, I reckon I'd, I'd talk to just, you know, very big, one of the biggest organisations in the Southern Hemisphere, but I'd chatted to a few people. But for me to be really in my zone, I need to be meeting people. I need to be, I need to be uh, having access to new information and new ideas all the time. So my coach keeps going back and, and when I'm, if I have a stumble or I'm not sure what next, she goes, go back to your strengths, go back to your strengths. Because a, as I understand it, if you're working in your strengths, what you're doing becomes really easy. And the trap can be that it's so easy for you, you you often don't think it's a strength because you think, oh, what, walking into a room of 500 people and meeting everybody, how is that a strength? Like that's just a thing that you do. But stopping and realising that's not a thing everybody does. Some people can find that really terrifying. So I have to go, okay, well, that's a strength. That's something I can bring to a role. It's an area that I'm really comfortable in. Where can I find experiences uh, that open up those opportunities? So definitely, um, and you don't need a coach for this particular tool. I think you can jump online for $80 and, and yeah. get a get a report yeah. done or something. Um, and, and I'm not on the payroll for Gallup, unfortunately. <laughs> but it, it, I think it's just, I think I'm so enthusiastic about it because that particular exercise has just really opened my eyes. Mm, that sounds fantastic. And your coach got you onto that. I absolutely love Gallup Strengths and I'm not on the payroll either, but (laughs) it is that thing of when you truly start to use your strengths in, in the best possible way, like once you start understanding them, for me doing that, it just really started to fill my cup up. I no longer feel like I'm working every day. I don't have a job. I have something that I am truly passionate about and I love doing. And it's not working. Like it's fun every single day. On your journey, have you got to that point yet now where most days or there's a predominant, like more amount of time in most days where it's just really good you're like just having fun with what it is you're doing elizabeth every day every single day and i still have those uh job um job alerts set up on my computer and i've had those job alerts set up for years but i never saw the job that was unique to me Mm. that where i thought yeah i thought i've done that i've done that oh a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of that and I started to realise I had to really create my own. So, um, and that's kind of what's happened. Out of necessity, <laughs> I'd like to say, you know, it was my great strategic planning and, you know, my, my, my brilliant and awesome courage. But um, I think life in a way just kept saying, we're going to keep slamming these doors shut until you get the hint. And you're not getting the hint. So guess what? You're not going to have a job tomorrow. Mm. And uh, and. And you'll you'll end up going in the right direction because you've got nowhere else to go. And that that kind of is what happened, really. Yeah, you got this massive shove outside of your comfort zone, didn't you? And you didn't, that door got shut firmly behind you. You had to go forward. You had to do something else. And through that journey, you've refound the creative Cindy that you had when you were a child. Now that you've stepped outside of your comfort zone, 
what would you tell others who are thinking about doing something different, but that maybe there's still something that there's a resistance there for them to just really just open that door and go for it? Yeah, that's a tricky one because, you know, I had to be pushed. So I understand the reticence that you have when you're living in an adult world and you've got bills to pay. Mm. Um, But, you know, sensible Cindy would probably say a bit of planning uh, wouldn't go astray. One of the women that I interviewed for the podcast planned for 12 months to go out on her own in her own business and then open the doors and then COVID came and it could have been a complete disaster, but she had planned for it. The other thing is, is I I had drawn, um, I'd given myself, you know, a a time frame. So I started off saying, okay, by the end of this financial year, if this isn't looking like it can feed your family, you need to think of plan B, Cindy. So yeah, sensible Cindy's still, still lurking in there somewhere. But there are so many people who are going at alone. One of the things that helped me is that I signed on for a course. It's a free government course called the New Enterprise Incentive Scheme. And so two days a week for, it was online, I don't know, maybe two or three months, I did this, you know, qualification uh, certificate for in micro micro business. And through that, I met a lot of other people who had all sorts of really interesting original ideas about setting up their own business, even if it just started as a side hustle. And through that, I also found some really good online forums. There's some really good ones for women where you've got a supportive community. And so when I took the blinkers of the wage and salary earner off, I realised there's people out there every single day doing this. You don't have to put your house on the line. You don't have to wait until life life gives you a big shove. Um, you can start with a with a side hustle, and uh, I'm a I've done uh, three job shares now in my in my corporate life. So uh, I find that business uh, and organisations are more open to that. So why not why not sort of say, well, I'm going to job share my role for a year. I'm going to have a go at this side hustle. If it doesn't work, I've you know for those who have a sensible uh, a sensible uh, background like I do you know if it doesn't work I've got my plan b I can come back to my job so I think I think there are um, ways that you can do it but the biggest thing for me a little bit was the courage but more than the courage was what is this thing Mm. I didn't know what it was Um, and in the end I I kind of found something for now is it going to be what I'm doing in 12 18 months time I don't know I'm not I'm not actually particularly worried because you know I go back to to my you know my boss Liana's words in my ear progress over perfection and um, you know even this last six months since talking to people and meeting people you know I've learned so much and I've done things that I hadn't thought I would do and so you know that's all been worthy and worthwhile experiences to to sort of chalk up if I had gone straight into the perfect job straight away probably wouldn't have been as much fun Mm, and with that you brought it up you've met so many people and you've learned so many things on this journey that's what well, we're at the end of February recording this so you've been on this journey for nearly a year now what were some of those key learnings uh look um when I left my job uh, or lost my job I should say 
one of the things that people said to me was make sure you don't fall into a rut, really look at, really look after your, your, your sort of mental hygiene and your mental well-being. And that got me into uh, some ocean swimming, which has been really, really awesome. And now I look at my life and I don't see how I could go back to having a life where I go into the office at eight and I stay in the dark and I eat my lunch, you know, and I in the artificial light, I should say, and eat my lunch at my desk and, and leave late at night. And, and I can't see how that can ever go back to being my life again. Mm-hmm. So definitely incorporating um, exercise and being outside into my life has been has been a really important lesson. The having a plan B, look, that I, I, I had that, I would have had that before. Back yourself as well. I, I spoke to, I had a really um, awesome conversation with a pilot, a Qantas pilot, who, um, you know, he applied for 200 jobs, Elizabeth, 200 jobs. Imagine getting rejected so 200 times. It's awful. But he, he sort of said to me, you know, I had to have a look back at my life at when I'd come up against hard things. For him, actually becoming a pilot was a hard thing. Actually getting a job in Qantas was a hard thing. Getting a job flying international flights. So he realised that he'd done the hard stuff before and he, and he was capable of doing hard things again. So building on those hard things that you've done. And people sort of will say, oh, you know, back yourself. But you know, if you do stop and think back in your life of the things that you've you've had to overcome to get where you are, you do. You know, I reckon most people can find that there's some tenacity there, and we all fall over. That's human. Um, the other thing that's been really, really heartwarming is how many people are willing to help you. So whether that's um, you know some of the lovely behaviours you and I probably have witnessed on LinkedIn, where someone might jump on and say, "Hey, my colleagues." Uh, really awesome they can't get a job Uh, you know big shout out to this person if anyone can pick them up through to uh, people just willing to um, you know provide you with an introduction or um, comment kindly on something that you've written or just uh, there's one particular mum up at the school who every time I walk past her she gives me like a really great book to read or a tip or it's like she sees me and she goes oh Cindy job oh you should talk to this person so I mean she doesn't have to do that um but she does and and people are nice and people will help you and sometimes maybe you just have to let them yeah, it's being open to it, isn't it? I think that's the thing of sometimes I know when I was in my corporate career, I was so focused and blinkered to what was going on around me. I wasn't open to all of the connections and the support that was like, it was always there. I yeah. just didn't always see it unless it was 100% about my current job and going up that ladder. I wasn't seeing all of the other things that are going on around me. And it's so interesting when you kind of take that step back. And I'm not saying for a moment to take that step back, you need to leave your corporate career. You can do it (laughs) in that environment. But taking that step back and just seeing all of these incredible people around us who will offer that help and support, like the world is kind, the people who are supposed to be in our lives will come into our lives at the time in which we need them 
we just have to be ready to receive that and open to it in that moment. And I, I think personally for me, that is a lesson for everyone to learn and take on. And and can I just add to that? I think it's really important to allow yourself to be somewhat vulnerable because if people don't know, like if I had a zipped it up and not let that local mum know that I didn't have a job because I was worried about how she might perceive me, I would never have been open to all, all of that um, kindness that she sent my way. So I think allowing yourself, you know, you don't always have to be the one that's got everything covered. You can be the one that, that doesn't have it doesn't have it together on a particular day as well mm. um and by and by being that person rather than you know maybe in the past I might have felt embarrassed about that because you know you've got to put the the facade on now I'm just I'm just grateful that I've got people around me where I can say hey you know I don't have any work uh got any leads and and uh and give people an opportunity to to help because you know as we know um you know, helping people and doing things for other people gives you a do- dopamine hit as well. So, yeah. you know, you're both getting some happiness drugs out of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If we look back at your last year, so when you were still in your corporate job just before all of this happened for you, what was the one, on reflection, what one piece of advice would have you loved to have on that first day of unemployment at home? Uh, I would say don't be concerned about taking the time out. It, it'll take as long as it takes. So a couple of people said to me along the way, make sure that you're not wishing this time away. So when you think about it, us, you know, little Aussies, we're hard little workers, you know. I had my first job at McDonald's at 15, like so many other people. My daughter's 14. She's working there now. So we work our whole lives. We might have a little bit of time off here and there to do the overseas travel thing. But, um, you know, I hadn't had a break, really, a proper break since I was 15 and I needed one. And so... um, while I knew that, there were times when I thought, okay, well, enough's enough now. I, I need to know that there's there's something coming and I need to know when it's coming. Whereas my, my very first instinct, and be careful, you know, that saying, be careful what you, what you pray for, I remember saying, you know what, I'm going to have the rest of the year off, I'm going to have the school holidays with the kids, and then I'm going to get some work. And how did it turn out, Elizabeth? How did it turn out? You know, so um, I... I should have trusted that more, but I definitely did make an effort each day to think, okay, today there are some tasks that I need to do in terms of getting work. But once I've done those tasks, there's no point ruining the rest of the day worrying Mm. about when is that job actually going to come in. I've done it now. I'm going to let it go. And now I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go and walk the dog or I'm going to walk up to the school and pick up the kids. So I made sure I enjoyed that journey as well. And I guess, yeah, if I had of um maybe felt more confident about that then um yeah if I had if I had the the looking glass and Mm. I had known that I you know I would have I could have survived could have had all that time off and survived and felt refreshed uh yeah that would have been one less thing to niggle me yes learning to trust in the universe we will be given what it is we need so where you are now to where you were has your definition of success 
changed in this most recent chapter you're just embarking on now in your life? Or do you still define success in the same way as you did when you were kind of really in the thick of it in that corporate job? There wasn't a thought that you would be doing anything else. Has that kind of changed now you've opened up this next chapter? Yes, I think so. Um, I remember when I had my first child and, you know, I was a, an older mum and, you know, very we're all sleep deprived, but, you know, I didn't have those reserves of, you know, disco dancing all night or, you know, staying up all night dancing. So I was very tired and and I would look at some of the other. I made the, the big mistake of looking at some of the other mums at the school and thinking, wow, you know, she's the head of legal for some international company and she's the class rep and she's on a board. And look at me, you know, I've had to go back down to part-time, my career is stalled and I can barely keep my eyes open, what's wrong with me? Very, very, very unhealthy thinking. And what I've come to realise is that, you know, again, we've got we've all got our different strengths and weaknesses um, and making comparisons is really a, a, a silly waste of time. Um, success to me now is, is my own definition. And for me, it's being able to, you know, provide for the basics, put a roof over my head and the head of my, my children. Um, it, it's, it's not being the cranky mum. It, it's uh, having some work-life balance and being able to, uh, you know, be present when I need to be present as a parent and be, be equally present when I need to be uh, present in the workplace. And it's being, you know, setting a good example for my kids. And it was, it's been very, very heartwarming. When I first lost my job, the kids would be like, have you got a job yet, mum? Have you got a job yet, mum? Because, you know, we had to have the discussion about, you know, the the I want, I wants are going to have to stop, wants and needs. So it's a, you know, a, valuable, uh, a valuable learning opportunity. But also um, the other day I, I went for an interview um, for some part-time work to supplement what I'm doing and uh, my, my daughter, God, God love her, um, she said to me, I went to pick her up at her part-time job that night and she sent me a text and she said, Mum, I've got dinner covered tonight, I'm paying for it because, you know, she could see how much I was studying for this particular job interview. And she said, I'm really proud of you and I'm, I'm buying dinner tonight. And I just went, wow, like I'm, I'm raising a really self-aware and, and lovely mm. human being who, who sees me and encourages me and says, come on, mum, you can do it, you can do it. So she's let go of the, have you got a job, have you got a, have a, jo- have you got a job? Because she's listening to me and hearing me talk about you know, I really want to have a go at this. And do you think I should give up? No, mum, don't give up. Keep going, keep going. So, um, yeah, my definition of success is, is, has, very much, has very much changed for the better. So what is it you are doing now? So we haven't actually touched on that topic. Besides talking about your podcast, we've been very kind of skirting around that. What is it that you are doing now that is absolutely lining up your day? You were saying every single day you are having fun now. What is it that Creative Cindy is doing? Yeah, look, it's not um, in in subject matter. It's not it's not so very different. It's more in the execution of it, I guess. So, 
Uh, I have set up my own small communication consultancy. So what I am offering to people is anything from communication strategy and implementation through to basic services like content writing. And I like to say no job too small, no job too big, because I can pull in uh, colleagues who, you know, to partner and pull together project teams. And so far, the types of clients that I've been attracting sort of fall into uh, two separate camps, but one overarching heading, and that's and that's organisations, uh, people and organisations with a, with a purpose. So on the one hand, um, I've got some really awesome small business clients, and I'm helping them um, with their communication and their marketing and their social media. But also, I, I think using the benefit of my executive experience as a trusted advisor and someone who understands um you know what it's like to run your own business I was married to someone who you know who ran his own business and I and I saw that that firsthand every day and on the other side of the ledger I seem to be attracting uh clients in the charity and not-for-profit sector so uh very much helping them with their advocacy work which is something that I absolutely love and hoping to do more of that so it is evolving it, I, you know, there's, I've, I've, you know, found somebody, <laughs> I stumbled across, uh, across somebody on LinkedIn and she's a trainer. And so once a week we spend an hour and we're designing um, a storytelling workshop for, for women. So just whatever opportunities come past, I, I'm not, I'm saying yes to them all to see where they, where they go, but they're all in a similar sort of theme and they do, they do utilise um, the experience that I've had in the workplace, my executive leadership, bit of coaching, and uh, I'm very, I'm very curious to see um, what I will be doing in twelve months' time. But it's fun. I get to talk to new people every day. I get, I get new subject matter. Um, I get to delve into new things and new ideas, and I get really inspired by the people. The people that I work with are. They're very, they're very inspirational. They're very passionate about what they do. And that sense of uh, passion and fire in turn fires me up. So uh, that, I think that's why every day it feels exciting because you're, you're bouncing off their excitement for their, this awesome business that they're trying to grow and, and being able to help them is a real privilege. Oh, that's fantastic. So anyone who has any communication support wants some copy done or wants to work with kind of how to pull out their story to tell it in the best possible way with the most amount of energy reach out to cindy she is incredible she is starting up her business if you have a mission a purpose and you've got high energy she's definitely the communication expert for you in the show notes you will find all the ways to contact cindy to reach out to her just pop by and say hi. Even if you don't have a project right now, just pop by and say hi to her. Listen to her incredible podcast called Joining the Job Queue. And thank you ever so much for joining us, Cindy. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I look forward to finding out what you're doing in 12 months time. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for the opportunity. And and it's been lovely. It's been lovely meeting you and getting to know you through uh, this process as well. Thank you ever so much. Thanks for listening to Finding Success on Your Own Terms. Don't miss out on new episodes released every Wednesday. 
If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to Finding Success on your own terms on Apple Podcasts. To stay tuned for upcoming episodes, projects and news, follow Elizabeth Houghton on Instagram at Southern Full Potential and connect with her on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Elizabeth Coach. Discover your full potential and find out more about how you can change your life today at southernfullpotential.com.